what's up y'all this is minister jazz and love and this is his glory her story his grace her story and i'm here with my girl gloria mckeever i'm just so excited because i just know that today's podcast is about to rock some worlds we already started off so good in this season with quatilla simmons she shared her story now gloria is gonna come on and share her story let me just tell you a little bit about gloria so gloria is a transformational speaker aspiring author aspiring life coach and i mean we say aspiring but sis been living it like she already been living this whole walk so i just want to welcome her welcome into the studio gloria how you doing girl I'm doing good. Happy to be here. So happy to be here. Awesome. And I'm just blessed that you had time to come up here and grace us. And you don't mind letting us get in your business. That's something I've always loved about you is that you just will share. It doesn't matter. You're going to share so that God can get the glory. And I thank you for that. Amen. We thank him. Hallelujah. So I just want to start off by asking, what is a defining moment in your life that has helped you become who you are today? What would you say that is or situation? Yeah, most definitely. One thing for sure comes to mind and is to be spoken about. But I would like to just quickly take 20 seconds, if that, to speak of this moment being a defining moment. As I thought I was so prepared for this moment and at the very last moment, my plan got put into the trash can. But the way I overcome it was to trust what God told me, that he said it and that all I have to do is show up and speak. And so this is proof of overcoming a huge difficulty. But with that being said, that leads me into a story that happened about two years ago. I was conflicted on what to speak about in this moment as my childhood trauma, my teenage woes. I thought of all of that, but I can't really say that I overcame that. As Lady Q said, I survived that and God carried me through all that. Um, But in walking with Christ, about seven years into my walk with him, something life shattering happened. And my, at the time, 14 year old daughter, she ran away. Although everything in me at that time wanted to let her go, a mama's love is never trying to let go. And so my daughter took it upon herself to leave. And because of the grace and the calling on her life, she's so special that she wrote everybody a house in the let she wrote everybody in the house a letter. And her letter to me ministered to me in ways I don't know if she will ever understand. But some of the first words in her letter told me, Mama, it's time to let go. I have to leave to get this up off of you. She knew a mother's love would not let go, but she also knew with the decision she was making that it was keeping me from growing. It was keeping me from glowing. It was keeping me from being who God called me to be. So she took it upon herself to remove herself so that I could grow. Now that journey, she came home before she was supposed to. My husband said, it's not time, but a mother's love does not want to reject their child. So 
I let her back. But the way God would have it, like my husband said, it was not time. But while she was gone, in the beginning, those first few weeks, if the first month or so, I was miserable. I didn't want to get out of the bed. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to take care of my other children. I didn't have love for my husband. It, it just wasn't working. And God began to speak to me and remind me, baby girl, you have two other children who need you. You have a husband who needs you. You have work to do out here. It's time to get up. And so I got up, baby step, baby step, baby step, chugging along, trying to let go. They say, let go and let God, but I did not quite understand what that meant. How do I let my baby go? A couple months into her being gone, I remember the weight being so heavy, so heavy that it was pulling me down. God began to give me dreams in ways I had never had dreams and he was showing me, you have to let her go. So I remember one day just breaking down in my room, just falling to the ground and truly crying out, God, take her. If I won't let her go, God, take her. I need her. I need to release her. I need to be free from this pressure of holding on to her. And I remember crying out in a way I had never. And at the moment I said, God, she's yours. I heard my husband say, whoa. And I carried into the moment unsure of his whoa. And once I came out of the moment, I said, baby, why'd you say whoa? He said, as soon as you said, God, she's yours. Outside of the window, there was a big bell that rung like ding, ding, as if it was done. And in that, I felt like, okay, okay, I can go. And so my steps got stronger, my walk got better. And again, I let her in too soon. She wasn't supposed to come, but mama let her in. But the way God would have it, six months later, she left again. But let me tell you about this time she left again. Mama had done let go. Mama was trusting the Lord. Mama didn't even call for her. Mama let the police know, take proper precautions, but mama carried on. Mama lived her life trusting that God has her. I remember so many people telling me, how are you not going after her? What are you doing? You don't love her. I mean, the lies were coming in like no other, but I was so assured that God had her that I carried on. As God would have it, my baby came back right when she was supposed to. And in that time of picking her up, she and I had a conversation. It was so deep. She had learned lessons that she needed to learn out in this world to be who God called her to be. It helped her to have an appreciation for what is at home. And let me just say this, she's been home now almost a year. And all of the things God told me that he will do, I won't say they're all here. But I will say that he's a man of his word and I see it. She's growing. Our relationship is like it's never been before. And God's got a plan for she and I. And to stand on his promises as I went through the most toughest thing a mother could ever go through. I'm a witness right now that if you just trust what he says, he's a man of his word. 
Amen. One thing that I wanted to draw attention to and I wanted to go a little deeper on is the fact of letting go was not only for you, but but was for her as well. Can you shed light on the type of relationship you and your oldest daughter grew into? So how did you guys grow into that relationship um, with her being your oldest daughter? I know with my mom, I'm her oldest daughter. And a lot of things growing that she did, I grew with her. So can you shed light on your relationship with your older daughter? Yeah, for sure. Um, My oldest daughter, I got pregnant with her at the age of 15. Um, I had a lot of wrong motive and expectations in getting pregnant with her. Of course, God graced me and allowed me to get pregnant with her. But I had expectations and I expected her to love me. I expected her to make me whole. I expected her to save something God never wanted saving. And so the first few years of her life, when all of those things I expected her to be for me didn't pan out, I had so much anger towards her. I was always yelling at her. I was always mad at her. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. And when she had ran away, as Lady Q was talking about yesterday, that's when I began to take accountability. That's when I began to understand you had so many wrong motives in getting her and you're just so mad at her that she didn't fulfill those. And I got I got so free in understanding that. And then I had learned that the more a daughter knows about her mother's story, the stronger she is. So I've always been so transparent in my journey with her as she was with me when I was lost in the dark. She's seen her mother do things no daughter should ever see a mother do. She's been with me in places no child or mother my age should even be in. So I couldn't hide from it. I couldn't act as if it what it didn't happen because she's seen it so I I always have been so transparent with her I've always talked to her um, she has a personality that you have to be so sure of yourself when you're talking to her she'll make you feel <laughs> unworthy <laughs> but I just trusted to keep talking to keep talking to keep talking to keep talking and eventually eventually something happened I've shifted from her enemy to her supporter um, as she had went out into the world and began to experience things I she finally understand and when she told me she said mama the stuff you be telling me is right and for every mother <laughs> that's just what they want to hear like yes baby everything I'm trying to tell you is because I love you and trying to protect you and so I believe that as she saw me let her go and give her freedom to be herself it gave her freedom and I was getting a revelation in a conversation with her that I believe really blessed her and has really freed her because I can tell it in the way she shows up. I can tell it in the way she now communicates with me. I was telling her, um, I like to think that I know you because you're mine and I know your father. I know characteristics of him. So I like to think that I know you, but God began to show me that you're not me. You're not him. You're Kiana. And in that, I believe so much freedom happened and it's just getting better and better and better. It's not perfect, but God gets all the glory for sure. I love that. 
one thing we always want is God to fix things the way we think he ought to fix things but from your story Quatilla's story I'm learning that when we let God do it the way he want to do it it always seems really messy at first like with Quatilla calling the police knowing that they were going to take her kids with you having to let her go feeling like this is making me less than a mother how can I be a better mother to her letting her go but God did something so beautiful out of the mess you you kind of brushed on something and I want to open it up a little bit more that your daughter seeing you do things as a mother that no daughter should ever have to see but now she understands that what you went through is a little bit more accessible to her than she thought it was right well I want to know are you comfortable with sharing a little bit more of your personal story your personal um walk with Christ yeah for sure um so (laughs) amen so this leads me to a story God bless his soul Mr. Al it was a patient that I took care of some years ago and we had this funny relationship where he felt very comfortable to joke at me with the way we're about to speak of. I'd like to take a second just to acknowledge um, the term mulatto. He had taught me what it was. A mulatto is one born of black and white culture. And I say this to not offend anybody. I say this because it's just a part of my story. However, we're sitting outside one beautiful day and uh, Mr. Al looks over at me and he says <laughs> I feel bad for you mulattoes mind you this is an old white southern man you could tell he's not been around too many brown skinned people but we had that kind of vibe when I guess he recognized the white in me so it was okay who knows <laughs> but I looked at him and I said well why you say that Mr. Al and he says because you never feel white enough and you never feel black enough. Oddly enough, Mr. Al left me speechless. I sat there and I pondered. Eventually I looked at him and I said, wow, Mr. Al, I couldn't have said that better. That's exactly how I have felt my whole life. In fact, being born of two races in a country where the division is so strong the hate runs so deep. It's always been known my whole life. In the white communities, it was so apparent to the eye with my hair and my skin that I was not white enough. In fact, they often mistake me as a Mexican. (laughs) And in the black community, they were so vocal in making sure that I knew I was not black. Conversations would change to make sure I wasn't offended. They wanted me to know, baby girl, you are not black. And I didn't understand it. I lived it, but I didn't try to understand it. But in that moment with Mr. Al, it helped me to see, wow. Not only have I been trying to fit in to be this race or this race, I felt wrong my whole life. Um, Starting at a toddler, you know, my parents at the time, they didn't know who they were in Christ. Therefore, they didn't love each other properly and it wasn't healthy for them to raise me together. I was 
left alone as my mother was doing what only she knew how to do to provide. And in that alone led to a lot of physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, some sexual abuse. And when preparing for this testimony, I thought about just bundling it all together and saying abuse, because if you're anything like me and you've gone through abuse, somehow you get so comfortable with the story. It just becomes a part of you. You know, yeah, I was abused, but God said, no, give it all attention. As they all tear their own scars, their own level of pain within us. It's very apparent that the physical abuse, it causes pain. The emotional abuse, it leaves us emotionally unstable, unsure how to deal. The verbal abuse, it plants the lies from the head to the heart, so it keeps you from seeing who God called you to be. And then lastly, that sexual abuse. I'm learning it's unfortunately so common. It shows up in everybody different. But for me, it showed up in promiscuity. Then my teenage years came and just wanting to be seen, wanting to be accepted. I thought if you wanted somebody and they wanted you, sex is what you do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I often learned that the want they had was only manipulation. However, time and time and time again, I had to bump my head to learn that that's not where the love is. That's not truly what you need. It wasn't until October 2nd, um, 2010, my daughter was three. She had watched her mother explore several different men. She had watched her mother um, be abused. She had watched her mother go through the mud, truly. But my little rider, she was always right there. She loved her mama, she still do. Um, but again, October 2nd, 2010, God led me to the Mr. Theron McKeever himself. And I had this conversation with three women, with two women yesterday, and we were trying to figure out how do you tell somebody to trust in the Lord when they've never seen trust? How do you tell somebody to let God love you when they've never seen love? You tell people that God is their father, yet they've never seen a father. So how do you help them accept it? And it was so beautiful that in the three of us, it showed up differently. For one, she had the perfect upbringing, so to say, everything that you would want. And she had to lose it all to finally see God for who he is. For the other, she went through life unsure, 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 but she was gifted a Bible that made her hungry. And in opening up the Bible, God began to reveal to her all of the pieces in her life that was love, that was trust. But now that she was seeing it through him, it began to make sense. And for me, God sent me my husband. It was everything I had heard about in church, but it was in the flesh and what was so crazy is to the eye, he was everything they told me to stay away from. But from the first day I met him till this day, 13 years later, he's not only loved me, he brought in my daughter and loved her. Together we've had two children and faithfully he shows me love, faithfully. He's taught me how to trust faithfully. He's taught me all of the things that I learned about God, but then God had to check me and make sure you knew, oh baby girl, I'm God and he's not perfect. So we worked through that, the order got right. And my daughter, she's been here. She's been here to watch the redemption of the Lord. 
she's been here to see what happens when you say yes to Jesus. She was at church with me April 24th, 2011, when I said yes, and our life has never, ever looked the same from then. And here we are. <laughs> I guess that's in the sum. <laughs> Isn't it so beautiful how God is so settled in who he is to you that he doesn't mind bringing a person in to be a representation of him so that you can find him yeah like had not been for mr man of god coming into your life you would not have realized that there is a love that exceeds even that beautiful love he brought you like Amen. opened your eyes to like this love if he could love me like this and there's God out there, how much more does Amen. love God love me? Uh, one more thing. If you could speak to somebody who was in your situation, whether it was as a mom who was struggling with their daughter or with their child or somebody who has grown up mixed with two races and are trying to find their identity any one of those things that you have been able to walk through with God what would you say to encourage that person most definitely I hear somebody in my head one day telling me holding up their hand and saying you're the thumb why are you over there you don't even belong I remember like what are you talking about but all of these years later my advice to them is be so okay with being different we're not meant to fit in with the crowd we're meant to be different we are all created different and the sooner you get okay with being different the sooner you can begin to walk in freedom and as God has been leading me around all of these different women especially coming into the panel and so many other different experiences I can think of, God began to put it on my heart and said, when everyone begins to get so comfortable in their differences, they'll begin to see that just how perfect we all truly fit together. But we have to be okay with being different. There is so much power in being different. I listening to Lady Q yesterday, same thing, just struggling to fit in, wanting to fit in. I remember the same exact journey. What do you like to do, Gloria? What kind of music do you like? What kind of activities do you like? I had spent my whole life trying to be like everybody else. I had changed me so many times. I had gotten so tired. But then as I began to seek Jesus, as I began to seek his identity for my life, it all began to make sense. And this is who he had in mind from the very beginning. But it took me to become in alignment with it. So I just want to encourage everybody at the sound of my voice, come into alignment with what God says about you. And if you don't know what God says about you, go looking for it. He says, if you seek me with your whole heart and soul, you shall find me. It's not a matter of if you find him. It's not a matter of when you'll find him. You're going to find him. He'll begin to speak to you. He'll begin to tell you who you are. Come into alignment. The rest is history from there. Wow. 
one thing that just came into my heart from the Holy Spirit is one I'm just gonna say I, I love how you said to seek him and it's it's not a matter of what when or if you are going to find him and another thing the closer you get to God the less the things that you tacked onto yourself that never was you will be able to hold on to you I think about people talking about how eagles and how like they take their prey all the way up or take their battles all the way up because they are specially made to be able to breathe at high altitudes where other animals can't and it's the same way those practices those things that you put on that was never you the higher you go up with God those things can't survive at those high altitudes the way that the true you will and I thank God that the true Gloria is standing up and standing firm in who she is and you know what the true Gloria is now standing as a beacon of light to all the other ones out there that are wondering can I be me can I be different can I be mixed and be a bridge between two races that seems so different yes you can because Gloria did it because Jesus did it I can do it amen last last question last one yes how would you say that God has redeemed you the most from childhood to now yeah that's my favorite question right there (laughs) as a child all I wanted was a family you know you look on TV and you got the perfect families and then when your family is disruptive even disruptive families look perfect And I was always trying to cling to a family. I always wanted to have a family. You know, on my mother's side, I I have like less than five first cousins. (laughs) I didn't ever see them. I just wanted family. Let me tell you, on this day, I have a man of God who loves me more than any word can even express. I have three beautiful children we spoke a lot about the oldest but let me give attention to that light sincere oh that woman that young woman has taught me how to be a woman she was born with grace she was born with dignity when I became her mother I knew I had to get it right (laughs) but by the grace of God I had already had that foundation so I knew from the beginning how to raise her up the right way let's not talk about my little man Mr. King Kareem himself. (laughs) See, when I gave birth to him, I was very solid in my walk. So I knew how to speak to him from day one. This little doesn't let it go by. We don't acknowledge the father. (laughs) I have my own family. And I used to always pray, God, I want friends. God, why don't I have friends? <laughs> My husband, he has, we don't even call them friends. He has brothers. They've been solid from third grade. And when I tell you it's solid, it's solid. And I used to be so jealous. God, why don't I have friends? <laughs> God said, first, just make me number one. Just make me number one and the rest will take care of me. God is beginning to pour women into me like you yourself. These women on the panel, 
Marada, Riz. I got friends from from youth that are like my sisters that God has brought back into my world. I mean, women are coming out over the place and God is saying, I have all that you thought you didn't have in abundance for you. You just had to get out of the way and look for me. <laughs> Everything I wanted as a child, I have now in abundance. And then lastly, I want to say, this is something that um, God just recently led me to. I had took a picture of this long ago and I just seen it yesterday for the first time in a very long time. I now have joy. I remember at the start of my walk with the Lord, I used to tell him, I won't say I'm there yet, but we are surely on the way. <laughs> God, if I am stuck in a box alone with only you, I want to know that that is enough and I can have joy, peace, love in that. And baby, when I walk around, I hear all the time, you just got so much joy. I feel the joy. It's the simple things like these birds chirping in my ear. It's the simple things like being able to look up at the sky and see. And the picture that I seen yesterday, it said joy. Jesus first, others second, and yourself last and for me to dump my entire plan of preparation into this testimony in the trash can before this moment lets me know that when you follow that order the joy of the lord is your strength that is a promise from the father himself from my mouth to your ears amen 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 oh my gosh this has me so God couldn't have done this no better. Amen. He just be God it, y'all. Like he, he be God it, and he does it so well. I don't know why I ever tried to be my own God when I was trying to be my own God, but I give glory to the true God, the only God there is. We give glory to you, Lord Jesus. And I just want to say, I'm excited for Friday. Everything for this Bible study panel, God put together. And I'm learning that when I let God choose and put together every desire that he drops in my heart, hey, I want to do this. When I know that God is the one orchestrating, it's about to be an encounter. It's about to be a move. And not only is it going to bless the other people, God is so awesome that I know it's going to pour right back into us at the same time. That Amen. both cups are going to be filled. So please, please, please come out. If you are not in Central Florida, watch on the live stream. But we'll be at 100 East New York Avenue in D-Land, Florida, Speak 103, Vision and Hills. That woman of God has opened up her business because she wants to glorify God. And I'm just believing even a double fold anointing on her as well. But come out because we already know that God is ready to throw some weight around. God is ready to open up some eyes through the word of God. And we're excited to just be vessels sitting there for God to use what's already been using in our lives to bless other people. Um, I'm going to pray us out. 
I believe this is now sealed in the Holy Spirit. We've said all we can say. I feel the shift of God. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you did today on this podcast. Thank you so much for exposing every hidden enemy. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you for the transparency of your daughter, Gloria. And I pray that for everything she poured out that you her father god in the name of jesus i thank you for full redemption in her life and full redemption in the life of the listeners father god in the secret places and the things that we may not even have time to go to today but the things that you know that you still have your hand on in her life in my life in the listeners life have your way sweet jesus have your way heavenly father oh abba we just give you all the love we give you all the honor we give you all the glory for there is none like you. You are truly the only love we'll ever know and the only love that we'll ever need, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for the people that you place in our lives to be beacons of your love for us, Father God. But we will be careful not to honor them before you, Father God. I thank you for that person who is listening, who thought that maybe my life will never look like the American dream, but that's because God is giving you a kingdom dream a kingdom household and in your household your marriage will be sweet in your household your children will be whole hallelujah and your children will be out of the lord i've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread and i declare and i decree in this prayer that those under the sound of our voices today will be redeemed they will be whole and they will walk in the trueness of who god made them to be by seeking you father god in jesus name we pray we give glory to you amen amen all right we out of here bye y'all